theme for tonight is uh, we are going into the fourth session and the theme is uh, growing into our identity as children of god growing into our identity as children of god so just to place you in the place where we are in this journey i told you about uh, the four main questions we are dealing with in life this is in the middle of this we are journeying together question number 1 is uh, uh, we have been dealing with where do i come from origins so we have already developed an answer for this and the answer is question number 1 answer is we have come from the heart of god therefore we are not just accidents we are not a mathematical fallout of uh, of uh, cells coming together we are perfectly made perfectly designed sent in the perfect time to the earth by the father so that's really like number 1 number 2 is who am i that's what we are discussing in this last uh, last reflection and i'm continuing in this and uh, and the short form of that is identity what is my identity who am i and we are dealing with that uh, in this in these weeks so the third one we are going into the future what is my purpose and when we deal with what is my purpose right, we are dealing with the mission the mission that god has given you and god has given me on the planet earth each of us has a mission we are not you know we're not just here we are not drifters we have a mission that god has given us and we're going to discover that and the fourth one which is the towards the end of our program the ult- my ultimate purpose ultimately what will happen to me and for that the short form is destiny so we have the four the four things that this whole program hinges on origin identity mission and destiny so we are dealing with the four fundamental questions of life again we are in question number 2 now and we reflected last week you and i when we ask who am i we received an answer the answer was you and i are sons and daughters of god that's the identity god has given us through baptism and that's an amazing truth you and i are sons and daughters of god that's what we learn so today we run deeper with it about our identity so i just want to bring up for you the cc the the catechism of the catholic church statement on identity baptism not only purifies us purifies from all sins but also makes the new member a new creature an adopted son of god can you see how beautiful it is it's so clearly given by the by the catechism of the catholic church we are not only forgiven but this new member becomes a new creature 
What is this new creature, new creation? We have become adopted sons and daughters of God. Praise the Lord. Then it goes on. Who has become a partaker of the divine nature? In other words, you begin to participate in the divine nature of God himself. You know, you can call it mind-blowing. <laughs> is this really true? <laughs> Are these mere words? Partakers of the divine nature. And then it says, member of Christ. You know what you mean by member of Christ? It's not like a member of a club, you know. Member of Christ means they are, we are an extension of Jesus Christ. That's what you mean by a member. Like a hand is a member of the body. The fingers is a member of the hand. You know, when you say member of Christ, that means we are an extension of Jesus Christ. You know, it's amazing. And co-heir with him. All what Jesus inherits from God is also our inheritance. You know, this is like dynamite. You know, I think it's too much for too much to really to hold, you know, because this such a and you know it's been given by the official teaching of the Catholic Church, you know, and it's telling us this who you are in baptism. And then it says, and a temple of the Holy Spirit. My suggestion, you, you know. Take this line by line and pray with it, uh, you know, on a daily basis through a week. Allow the truth to filter in. Let the Holy Spirit teach you the kind of power you have as a son and a daughter of God. Praise the Lord. So now we go on. We are going into the deeper reflection on identity. So the theme I'm going to share with you right now is the importance of identity. So, I'm just going to uh, bring it up to you. Uh, how I see myself, if you are writing it down, you can write it down. You know. How I see myself defines how I feel about myself. How I see myself defines how I feel about myself, you know. So if I feel that, you know, if I, if I see myself as uh, no good, uh, I'm not going to feel good about myself, you know. So once again, the question, how I see myself will define how I feel, my, how I feel about myself. And this will define how I behave. So I'm bringing it up again. How I see myself will define how I feel about myself. And how I feel about myself will define how I behave. Isn't that amazing, you know? So I'll give you an example, you know, uh, those days, many years ago, there was a, there was a person uh, who was a member of our community. And he had this uh, strange habit that whenever we formed a circle for discussion, he, he sat outside the circle. He never joined the circle. And it was later we began to realize he had been having parental issues and he had been rejected from childhood. And later on we began to realize 
he felt that he never belonged in any any place he felt an outcast so actually we gave him a home in our community home at the beginning because he had no place to go he had no no relations that he that we knew we thought he hadn't any relations and then uh, he suddenly died so when we when he died we didn't know we thought that he had no relations so we went through his uh, stuff you know and then we found a bank book you know and then we found that he had been in the in the british army he had been in the police he had been getting two pensions and in the 1980s or late 1980s he had over 1 million rupees in his bank <laughs> but he hadn't spent a cent everyone looked after him everyone did everything for him he didn't spend a cent later only we realized because of how he saw himself he lived in a scarcity mentality and because he lived in this scarcity mentality uh even the money he had he was afraid to spend so you can see here again i'm saying how i see myself defines how i feel about myself and that will define how i behave and this behavior in turn will decide the fruit or the result of my life so it's so important how you see yourself actually it's not too important how other people see us yeah those are those are all you know uh superfluous they can the many people see other people through their own experience through their own understanding you know that's why jesus said judge not and you will not be judged we are, often we judge others uh uh through our own limited understanding so our the importance of how you see yourself is you know you can't even uh, measure that importance so therefore today i'm going to offer you a model on how to see yourself the model is not another human being that we know the model is jesus christ himself because you saw we are part of christ he has made us members of god's family so therefore we are going to ask him tonight how did how did he see himself and that becomes like the mirror for all of us because we are baptized into christ so in the model of christ number 1 if you are writing it down number 1 jesus saw his father he told himself he told others my father is the king of the universe isn't that amazing my father is the king of the universe and jesus saw himself he said he will provide for me whatever i need how do you know that because when when uh, somebody asked him whether you pay taxes uh, jesus said you know told peter go and catch a fish 
and you'll find a coin inside the fish. And then you, you go and pay the tax for you and for me. Can you imagine the kind of wealth that he was having? <laughs> he didn't have to keep it in a bank. He didn't have to, he didn't have to uh, you know, keep it in some other, somebody else's property. He had it from the father. So therefore, my father is the king of the universe, number one. Number two, he will provide for me whatever I need. Can you imagine that kind of security? And then number three, I can minister out of his abundance. I can do what the Lord wants me to do. I can minister out of his abundance. Can you see, when he had to feed 5,000 people, he simply took it, blessed it, lifted it up to the Father, and he gave. And 5,000 people are fed. He goes to the tomb of Lazarus and he says, you know, uh, Father, you always hear me. I'm not praying for you. I'm not praying because I want to ask you. You, al you always hear me. I'm praying for these people, you know, to know the kind of abundance that you have as a son. Here's the mirror. Jesus. And the beautiful thing is, he has a father who is the king of the universe. He can provide whatever he needs. And out of that abundance, he can live and give it to others. Can you imagine the kind of security and freedom Jesus would have had? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So actually, he's offering you and me that same identity. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. He's offering you and he's offering me the same identity. How is that? Three things you can write, jot down, you know. Number one. You can, you can tell yourself after the meeting, you know. I know who I am. If you are writing, I know who I am, in front of that you can draw a line and you can write down the answer. You know what the answer is? I am a son of God. And if you are a lady, I am the daughter of God. Because of baptism, because of our assimilation into Christ, I know who I am. From today, I'm inviting you to see things differently. You know, I am a son of God, a daughter of God. So you have to make a choice. Use your little, use your will. Choose. How do you see yourself? If you had come all this time right up to today, differently, today we shift. I am a son of God, a daughter of God. Then the next one, I know what I have. I know what I have. What do you have? You can write a, you can draw a line in front. All what Jesus has won for me. 
Can you imagine the kind of treasure all what Jesus has won for me? I know who I am. I'm a son of God, a daughter of God. I know what I have. All what Jesus has won for me. Number two, number three, I know what I can do. I know what I can do. What can you do? All what Jesus asked me to do. Imagine the potential of what is happening. Imagine the potential. So tonight, we make a shift, isn't it? You have to correct yourself, you know, inside. Who am I? I am the beloved son and daughter of God. What do you have? I have all what Jesus has won for me. What can you do? Whatever Jesus wants me to do. I think, you know, uh, this is like a treasure we need to hold in our life. So I'm going to shorten this. I'm going to shorten this. I've explained it. I am. You can write the short form. I am. I have. I do. First of all, I am a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. I have all what Jesus has given me. Number three, I do whatever Jesus wants me to do. Are you following what I'm saying? Can you see this beautiful, beautiful revelation of God? So, we go down quick to I am. Just to confirm, I am. Romans 8, verse 15. This like confirmation, you know, I told you, you are the son of God, you are the daughter of God. Yes, I'm telling you. But how do you know? Because here the scripture confirms it. Romans chapter 8 verse 15. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. We have been adopted into sonship. Adopted into daughterhood by the Holy Spirit. My brother, my sister, I am a beloved son of God. I am a beloved daughter of God. Isn't that amazing? Read that scripture in your prayer time. Put it into your heart. Yeah, that's the game changer. I am. I have. I have the, all the treasures of the heaven. I do. I do whatever Jesus wants me to do. I shall later I'll tell you whatever Jesus does, we can do. It's too big to tell you just now. <laughs> so I'll say whatever, whatever Jesus wants you to do, we have to grasp it in our mind first. Praise the Lord.
So my brother, my sister, this is directly opposite to how the world looks at us. Now in the world, this is how we get identity. I do, then you write a stroke. I have, I do, you write, you have, write a stroke, I have, you write, I have. Then you write a stroke, I am. What does that mean? First of all, we have to do something to be valued, isn't it? Number one, for example, I sit for all the exams and then I become a doctor. That is, I do. Then number two, I have. Now I have a doctorate. I'm a medical doctor. I have a doctorate. Engineering doctor. I have a doctorate. Now I have. Then number three, I am. Now I'm called doctor. Now I'm recognized as doctor. Yes, sir. No, sir. Madam. Thank you. That's how human identity comes. I do, I have, I am. So let's let's put it in a in another form. Uh, I do. I, I you know I go through all the beauty treatment, whatever treatment, you know, plastic surgery, whatever beauty treatment. Then I have a beautiful body, a beautiful face. And then, I am. I am beautiful. Can you see? I do something. Because I do something, I have something. And because I have something, I become something. That's the world. Say, say, say a wealth. I, I work, I fight, I struggle, and I, be, and I get wealth. And when I get the wealth, I have riches. I do strong business. I have riches. And then I'm valuable. I'm recognized as a wealthy man. Now, what's the, what's the downside of this? The downside is, unless you do and have, you will not be recognized or valued. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So that's what happens as you grow older also. You know, as you grow older, you know, can't do, <laughs> don't have less value. So they say, we are sad. We are depressed. No one talks to us. You know, we can't get, <laughs> there is no attention. Why is that? Because here is the system of the world. Here is how it takes place. And here we have it beautifully given to us. Beautifully given. There is another way in the kingdom of God. And in this other way, it's so, it's so different. I have, I'm already a son and a daughter. I, I am 
already a son and daughter. I have all what Jesus has for me. And because of that, I do whatever he tells me to do. Otherwise, anxiety, stress, anger, jealousy, reaction, judgment, all this comes into our life simply because I have to do, to have. And when I have only, I'm valued. So therefore, I'm going to invite you in the coming weeks, you know, just tell yourself, I am the valuable son and daughter of God. I have all what Jesus has given me. And I do whatever he tells me. And there's breakthrough. So it's go down, you know. I have. Jesus died and rose to give me access to all what the Father has. So when you say, I have, you and I have everything that Jesus has. Too good to be true. Fortunately, we have scripture to confirm this. And if you look at, look at the scripture, Romans chapter 8, verse 17. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs. Heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. Can you stop there? Can you see this? Now, if you are children, if you have become children through your baptism by faith, you have come into this, accepted this. The scripture is telling us, now you have become an heir. And not just an heir, co-heirs with Christ. All what the Lord Jesus Christ is having is yours, is mine. My mother, my sister, we need to allow the Holy Spirit to really release this into our lives. So, here it is. I am the Son of God. I have the whole inheritance of Jesus Christ. And what do I do? So, let's complete it with I do. John 14, verse 12. Okay, you can repeat after me. Very, very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing. Will do the works I have been doing. Isn't that amazing? I And they will do even greater things than this because I'm going to the Father. So we are a group of people, either we are great fools, or you can say, you can't say it in the broadcast, the fools, you know, <laughs> believing in some, some kind of fairy tale. <laughs> or we have opened to the secret of the life in the spirit with such supernatural power that we have not even thought about before. So the choice is yours and mine, you know. Do we measure things from the things of this world or do we shift to the reality that God has for us? That's what you call the renewal of our mind. We give up thinking according to the human standard and we start thinking according to the word of God. So what I would really like to do now is 
I would like to relieve you in a little reflection. I told you to read, I told you to read the parable of the prodigal son, isn't it? And you would have been reading Luke 15. Actually, through it, we are going to the conversion from the world into his heart. So what I'm going to encourage you now is to get into your prayer position. Get into your prayer position. And just open your hands and be in the presence of the Lord. I'm going to read from the passage. You don't have to do anything. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to minister to you. You don't repeat. You don't say anything. We just remain in the presence of the Lord. Put yourself in the, in the event. Allow the Holy Spirit to show you who you are. Are you a bystander? Are you, a, are you the elder son? Are you the younger son? Uh, who are you in this? The Holy Spirit will show you. Then we convert from there into divine sonship. So just be in the presence of the Lord. Then Jesus said, once there was a father with two sons. The younger son came to the father, to his father and said, Father, don't you think it's time to give me my share of your estate? So the father went ahead and distributed between the two sons their inheritance. Shortly afterwards, the younger son packed up all his belongings and traveled off to see the world. He journeyed to a far-off land where he soon wasted all he was given in a binge of extravagant and reckless living. Now picture this. The question is, why did the son ask for his portion? Did he think that the father would not make him happy? Did he think that the father may not give him his share? Did he think that he has to find his own way of fulfillment? Can a part of the prodigal son be in our own lives? We want God, but we want him to give us what we, what we want. We don't want to be with him that he can provide for my needs. But I want to live my own life. I want to be independent. Is it something that resonates with your heart tonight? We go further. With everything spent and nothing left, he grew hungry because there was a severe famine in that land. So he begged a farmer in that country to hire him. The farmer hired him and sent him out to feed the pigs. The son was so famished, he was willing even to eat the slop given to the pigs because no one would feed him a thing. Is there a resonance 
to our own life. We follow our own desire. We walk in our own dreams. We want to do what we want to do. And in the end, we fall into trouble. The very thing that promised happiness becomes like an enslavement. The very thing we thought will free us becomes a prison. And suddenly we realize we walked away from God to find our own path. And suddenly we lost what we were looking for. Are you in a place where you have lost what you are looking for and you don't know where to find it? Maybe the Lord is speaking to us tonight. We go further. Humiliated, the son finally realized what he was doing. And he thought, there are many workers at my father's house who have all the food they want with plenty to spare. They lack nothing. Why am I here dying of hunger, feeding these pigs and eating their slop? I want to go back to my father's house. And I say to him, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I'll never again be worthy to be called your son. Please, Father, just treat me like one of your employees. Are we in a moment where we have lost it, but we don't know how to return? Because maybe we have deliberately walked our ways and we have lost direction. And we feel even if we return, God may not accept us will not give us worth and value because we defied and we walked in our own path of pride. Is that a place where we are at this moment? Let's go further. So the young son set off for home. For a long, from a long distance away, the father saw him coming, dressed as a beggar and great Compassion swelled up in his heart for the spice son who was returning home. The father raced out to meet him, swept him up in his arms, hugged him dearly and kissed him over and over with tender love. Can we just open ourselves to this beautiful image? A father who is more eager to have the son back than the son was to return to him. The son faith afraid, fearful, but the father enthusiastic, loving. Do you feel it? Do you feel the barriers falling? Can you sense the enthusiasm of the loving father waiting to accept the broken, the mistaken, the lost prodigal. Does it resonate with your own heart tonight? Just be open to what the Lord is revealing to you. Goes further. Then the son said, Father, I was wrong. I have sinned against you. I could never deserve to be called your son. Just let me be. The father interrupted him and said, Son, you're home now. Turning to his servants, the father said, Quick, 
bring me the best robe, my very own robe, and I will place it on his shoulders. Bring the ring, the seal of sonship, and I will put it on his fingers and bring out the best shoes you can find for my son. Let's prepare a great feast and celebrate. For my beloved son was once dead, but now he's alive. Once he was lost, but now he is found. And everyone celebrated with overflowing joy. Can you just experience the father standing close to you now? If you are the prodigal, he's looking into your eyes. He's not speaking a word. And you sense and feel the love. He's restoring the robe. His all the authority has lost. He's giving it back and saying, now you're actually my son. The ring, giving back sonship. The slippers, restoring dignity. No servant could wear slippers into the, into the house. But he's now given slippers. You are no longer a servant. You are a restored son. Can you feel this love reaching deep into your heart? Can you open yourself to the gift of sonship? It's a gift given to you tonight. Coming back from the wrong understanding of I do, I have, and I am. To I am. I am the son. I have all what God has given me. And I can do what the father has given me to do. Let's go further. Now the eldest son was working in the field when his brother returned. And as he approached the house, he heard the music and the celebration and dancing. He called over one of the servants and asked, what's going on? The servant replied, it's your younger brother. He's returned home and your father is throwing a party to celebrate his homecoming. The older son became angry and refused to go in and celebrate. So his father came out and pleaded with him, come and enjoy the feast with us. The son said, father, listen, how many years have I worked like a slave for you? performing every duty you have asked as a faithful son. And I've never once disobeyed you, but you've never thrown a party for me because of my faithfulness. Never once have you ever given me a goat that I could feast and celebrate with my friends and this son of yours is doing now. Look at him. He comes back after wasting your wealth on prostitutes and reckless living. And here you are throwing a great feast to celebrate for him. The father said, My son, you are always with me by my side. Everything I have is yours to enjoy. My brother, my sister, tonight, do you have the mentality of the eldest son? I'm slaving, I'm working, I'm trying to be faithful and yet God is not blessing me. 
God is not accepting my thing, stuff is not getting easier. And he told the eldest son, though you thought you were a slave, though you thought that you had to do all this to be a son, all I have is yours. Did you think that you had to slave, do spiritual activities, make sacrifices to draw the attention of God? No, my brother, my sister. God is telling you, all of what is in the resources of the kingdom is yours. Stop trying to win my approval. Stop trying to receive from me what I want to give freely. You already are my son. You already have what all what I have given you. You already can do whatever I ask you to do. Heavenly Father, we pray right now. Whatever the path that we have trod up to tonight, let it be changed. Let the path be tonight the path of divine sons and daughters. Made divine sons and daughters by your son, Jesus. Let the revelation that all that Jesus has is also our possession. Let it become the reality of every son and daughter here. And Lord, we pray right now, let it be released that we can do in your authority all what you want us to do. These things you can do and even greater things than this. Father, let this reality become the new reality of every one of us following this program. Amen.